Hello and welcome to the First End Football Show. I am your host, Tobias Brown. And folks, we are back with another 2023 NFL Draft Prospect interview. I'm joined today by Gene Marcellus, offensive lineman from Adams State University. Gene, how are we doing today, man? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Yeah, for sure, man. I'm truly excited to have you on today, man. I want to start with, you know, you coming out of high school and what your college journey was like. You know, for folks who may not be as familiar with your story, you didn't start out at Adams State. So tell us about what, you know, it was like coming out of high school. What was the recruiting process like for you? Well, the recruiting process for me was a lot because, like, from the jump, my freshman year of high school, I had scholarship offers from big name schools. It was pretty crazy. Like, it was like I really had to humble myself. But at the same time, all these big schools, I went to my hometown school, uh, University of South Florida, which I, it was really good for me. Did you want to stay home? Did you know, like, hey, I think I want to stay home and play local? Yeah, it's just like, because I'm I'm a family guy, and being far away from my family was a big deal for me. And, I was like, looking back at it now, I wish I could have gone somewhere far, but uh, the choices I make now is where, where, I, where I am now. Have you always been, I mean, you are truly, you are, you have some special size. What are you, about 6'4", 315"? Yeah, 6'4", 3'10", around that size, try to get some good weight on me. Have you always been, you know, one of the bigger guys on the football field? Yes, I actually have, which, which is really crazy because, like, pads make me a lot bigger, which it doesn't need to happen, but, hey, it is what it is. So you get to South Florida, and you actually, you know, redshirt your first year. What was that process like? You know, you get down there, you're used to being a bigger guy, being the guy, and then you get there, and they're like, hey, we're going to pump the brakes on you getting on the field. Yeah, it's it was actually a great experience for me, which I'm glad I redshirted because there were so many players that I went up against that are in the NFL right now, and it was like great experience for me to like help my game now where I am right now. So you spent was it three or four seasons at South Florida? Uh, four seasons. I actually graduated graduated with my bachelor's there. What was you know probably the best lesson you learned in your four years there playing Division One football? Uh, best lessons is being humble and stay, stay active with my work ethic and just knowing that I'm putting in the work. Did you ever have a moment, you know, you got to play in, you know, many games while you were there. Did you ever have a moment where you were like, holy cow, I'm doing this. I'm playing division one, big time football in my home state. Yeah. I had that, that one moment, uh, when we played, I think it was my senior, that COVID year it was my COVID, the COVID year we played against Citadel. That game was actually a pretty good moment for me, just in a big stadium, being able to like play with my boys. And it's just like, it was good. It was a good feeling. And I missed that feeling too. You know, and you, you, you talked about you graduate from South Florida with your bachelor's, but you're looking to continue to play college ball. So you end up entering the portal and you wind up at Adams State. So take me through how you, you know, what was the portal process like for you and how did you wind up at Adams State? Uh, it was pretty quick because because uh, I know how the recruiting process is and I wanted to get it over with and, like, wanted to focus on my training. So when uh, Adam State hit me up, uh, the O-line coach there, Coach Jerm, he, the way he talks balls, the same way I talk ball with my mentor, he reminded me so much of my mentor. 
So that was a big deal for me. And if I could talk football with a coach that could like be on the same level that I could talk football, I'm I'm good with that. And I'm going right along with it. You know, and you played some big time D one football. Adam State obviously D two, but still a very respectable school. What you know, on this show we really try to teach people D two football is still highly talented, know. high level football. Still, still got a lot of good players. Like would, a lot of players. And what would you tell someone? Because there's a lot of people out there who think, oh, D2, it's D2. What would you tell someone if you could tell them, like, hey, go check out a D2 game. You might you might be surprised the type of talent that's out there. No, I'll tell them that it's the best experience you could have, even though it is D2. Like, there's still people who wants to play ball, and then with that chip on their shoulder, it's going to be much harder to really play, play against them because they're going to go hard every time. You know, we – like we talked about in the open, you are a 2023 NFL draft prospect. You recently declared for the draft. You know, take me through what that process was like for you to make that decision. Like, hey, I'm going to go for it. I'm going to pursue my dream. Well, it's always been that it always been that dream of going to the NFL. Now, now that I've finished all my eligibility, I felt like I was the right time to just go pursue it because I feel like I'm ready for it and I'm going to put in the work to get there. So what does the training process look like for you right now as you prepare for the draft and any combine or all-star bowl opportunities that are coming your way? Well, I'm, I'm going to be training uh, down south where I'm from, Tampa. And I'm just going to be uh, talking with my mentor where I'm training. I also have a speed trainer there that I can work with and you know, build my strength up too, which is going to be really good for me. And just constantly working. I'm not going to have no days off. And, I, you know, there are a lot of offensive line prospects in this year's draft class. A lot of, you know, really talented guys. But you yourself are a very talented individual. So I want to ask, in your opinion, what separates your game and you as a prospect from these other guys who are out there right now? Uh, it would have to be my versatility. I play all five positions. Like, I have the knowledge of being on an island by myself at left tackle and be able to hold my ground at center guard, which most likely I'm going to go for in the NFL center or guard. So it's going to be my versatility and my IQ for the game. It's like there's things I see that I see it beforehand that I'm able to adjust and be able to adapt. You know, and I would – I want to ask you as well, if you could describe your playing style in your own words, how would you describe the way you play the game of football? Uh, it would be more technical. I could describe it as technical, very being at the right position at the right time, but also aggressive as well. And being able to know my hand placement, how to efficiently get my opponent down. You know, and we all have that drive. We all got. We all have that reason for why we do what we do and why we're pursuing what we pursue. You know, and you know, you have talked about how football is something you you know you've wanted to be in the NFL for a while. This was a goal of yours. You, can you give us a little insight into your why? What what helps you to suit up every day and for you to go as hard as you go? You talked about no days off mentality as you're training here for the draft. Uh, just making my family proud. It's like God blessed me with an amazing family and great parents and I just want to make sure they are proud of me with all the sacrifices they made just to get me here because they made a lot of sacrifices for me which really hits me a lot because I want to make sure they know it was not for nothing because I'm going to be there because I, I know I'm going to be there with the work ethic I'm going to put in 
you know, and you talked about that versatility, being able to play guard, center, tackle. You talked about probably kicking inside and playing some guard or center at the NFL level. You know, there's a lot of guys who don't understand how difficult it truly is just to go from left tackle to right tackle. But can you talk about how challenging it can be to be, you know, have to go from playing tackle to kicking into guard and, you know, how just that is not the easiest thing in the world to do at all. It's, it really isn't. But at the same time, if you know how to be on the island by yourself, that that movement of going to the center guard is compact, where it feels like, oh, I have less movement. I can really get a handle on someone right there and then. And if you have the strength to hold your ground, that is it for them. You know, and I have to ask you as well, because, you know, a lot of folks don't understand, you know, we talked about you playing D2 and D1 football, you know, you have a unique opportunity. You've played at the highest level and you've played some great competition at the D2 level. How do you feel playing in multiple offensive systems and multiple levels of football? How do you feel that helps you as you prepare for the draft? Oh, it helped me a lot, especially uh, grew my IQ for the game because I had a lot of offensive coordinators in my college year. And then uh, the office coordinator I had at Adam State was very well-minded into the football game. And it helped me learn a lot of different schemes that I can aggress, like progress my game, especially my IQ for the game. You know, and talk, speaking on that IQ for the game, a lot of people don't understand football is not just what you do on the field, but it's how you prepare off the field. And we've talked about the training you're putting in, but I want to also ask you about the film room because people don't understand how important the film room is, especially to alignment. Can you talk about what your film study habits are like? Uh, it's... It's really more of uh, trying to figure out the opponent D-line-wise. It's like how consistent they are in certain schemes and how we line up and how their stance is the different uh, components of our playbook and how they line up against me because of the way I play. So it's just going off with the way I play and then how they could counteract with what I do. It's a chess match in my head for me I, every time I watch film on my opponent. You know, and I have to ask you, because obviously the goal is that one of these 32 NFL teams calls your name and brings you in and makes you a part of their organization. So if one of the 32 NFL teams does that and they bring you in, what are they getting from Gene Marcellus, not only the player, but also the person? Uh, they get someone with great character who is very humble with what he's been through. Like, I know where I came from and I know what God has put me through to get where I am. So I have great character. They, they're not going to find anything that's bad character about me. A lot of people I've encountered with over my college years, like, loves me. So it's the fact that I'm able to give that great first impression to people and just be a great impact to, to the community every, everywhere I go. You know, and when you stayed home to play college ball at South Florida, but when you transferred to Adams State, was there any shock involved? Was there anything that you were like, Holy cow, I never experienced this at South Florida. Uh, small town, big mountains, everything. <laughs> First time seeing enough snow when I got there, it was crazy. But it's like I, like I started to like get a feel for it. It's like small town vibes are really the, the go-to. Ain't going to lie. It's like you're so focused on what you have to do, and it's like the school is not that big, so you're able to communicate and interact with everybody. So what do you like more, the beach or the mountains and snow? 
Ooh, that's a tough one. That you know what's crazy? I I could deal with the the beach. Like I love the beach. It's just the beauty of the mountains. It's just like it gets me every time. Did you ever take your parents out to the mountains and did they get to see the snow? I know you got the Haitian descent. Oh, so it, I, yeah. was it a culture shock it, for them? No, it was it was my senior week. They came uh, they came up for my senior week and then my mentor sent pictures of what my parents first saw in their first snow, basically. It was pretty awesome because they were like little kids just throwing up snow. And it was amazing. You know, that's you know, we're based out of Ohio, so we see snow too much and we all groan and moan when we see it it just kind of reminds you some people go their whole life never seeing a snowflake right so i have to ask you as well obviously you know your size is something you can't teach so you know you talked about always being the bigger guy on the field when did you first come to football and was the size always a plus factor for you or did it ever hurt you uh size was a plus factor for me like like going into high school because of how big I am, it's just like, knowing that I'm able to move people the way I am. But it was also, it was also a hindrance going into college because I, I got into college overweight, which was a big wake up call for me to actually learn about my body, to actually learn how to get good weight on me so I could move better to get the, to get the good feet that I always had. So it was a great learning experience just to learn about my body and what it needs. And what's that process like? I mean, you go, you talk about red shirt and a lot of times guys red shirt so they can get their body right, whether it be put on the weight, you know, transform it to more muscle. What was that first year like, you know, really transforming your body and, you know, getting into the playing shape that you're in today? Well, it was, uh, at first it was like thinking that I did not need to eat and just cardio, cardio, cardio. But I was definitely wrong about that. But it was now, and then now it's like getting the right food in me, getting the right calories in me, where the amount of training I get will definitely help me in the long run. So like that learning experience was good for me. And I think and I could definitely take it in my daily life after college. You know, and a lot of offensive linemen, a lot, you know, most of us, we, we like run blocking. We would rather run block than pass block because run blocking, I you know, we could, we could take someone's head off. In your right. opinion, what, where do you feel your strong suit lies? Are you a versatile, can do it both, or do you feel that you stand out as more of a run blocker or pass blocker? Uh, if I was being honest, I, I stand out more as a pass blocker and all. Like, I love to run block, don't get me wrong. But the pass block is just so, so great to me because being able to get your hands on someone that just held them there and just tell them, like, you're not going anywhere. I Like, you're, you're in your tracks. You're going to have to think about something else. And that's the best part. That's the best feeling for me because, like, I just dominate you on the line of scrimmage right there. Lance. You're not going to touch my quarterback. You know what a lot of people don't understand? As an offensive lineman, hand fighting is crucial to being able to, you know, maintain your block and also protect your QB. Can you talk about, you know, how important, you know, hand fighting is for you and what you do to be able to maintain, you know, leverage with your hands? Obviously we know there's never any holding a lineman, never hold the ref, make that up. So how, how do you legally obtain leverage with those hands? 
Well, if you know that holding is an art and you're aware that you're able to do what you can, not get caught, it's the best part. And being, being able to have active hands and then bring your feet with you is the best way to do it. Because if you can keep the D-line thinking while having the best feet, your hands will be in the right place every time. You know, and obviously now as you train for the combine, there's also all these all-star bowls that come up. Everybody knows about the senior bowl, but there's so many other just special opportunities for guys to get game film and get opportunities and reps in front of scouts. Do you have any all-star bowls coming up or any that you have on the radar that you're trying to be a part of? Uh, Right now, uh, one bowl game in particular is the CGS Bowl. I'm going to the small school showcase where I could – try to dominate as best as I can so I could get invited to the, the college great art showcase and dominate with the D1 players. Have you had a moment yet where you're like, holy cow, I'm, you know, I'm just me and now I'm training for the NFL draft. Has it ever, has it hit you yet that like that your dreams are starting to become a reality? You're really at that moment where this is your career and your livelihood now. Yeah, I definitely did. When I actually started training, like um, getting ready to go home and stuff, knowing that what my training schedule is going to be like when I get home, it's going to be like, it's like all football. Like all you can think about is eat, sleep, football, <laughs> which is like, which I love. I would, I can't wait for that and just leave the, leave everything out of it. Just play football. You know, and you talked about how big of a family man you are and, you know, you've referenced your mentor and the role that he's played in your your journey and your football career. Talk about how, you know, how big of an impact your family structure and the support group you have around you has played in getting you to where you are today. Well, it's it's definitely a lot to do with God because I was raised in a Christian household and being able to have that discipline instilled in me because of my parents was a big factor and knowing that family is everything to me and knowing that family, they will always have your back always want you to succeed so that was big for me just learning that if like having God by my side and knowing that he blessed me with a great family and a support system especially with my mentor who's definitely like a second dad to me so it's like yeah so it's, it's I feel really blessed to have that and just know that like I can value family this much you know, and you are one of the few Florida high school football prospects we've had on the show. And, you know, we're from Ohio. I've had a lot of guys from Texas and California. And everybody always, you know, stumps for their state and says their state has the best high school football. So tell me why. Why should we consider Florida the premier high school football state? Uh, speed kills every time. <laughs> That's all I got to say. Speed kills every time. You guys definitely are putting out wide receiver. You guys have sent a couple of my Buckeyes that we're 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 forever grateful for. You guys got some talented right. athletes down there. <laughs> so I want to ask you too. Speaking of talented athletes, you know, obviously we know how special you are as a player. You know, and the special talent you possess. But you've played with some truly you know talented guys and some special players and. You know, maybe people are more familiar with the guys at South Florida, but a lot of people don't understand the talent you played with there at Adams State. So can you tell right. us some names that we need to know or maybe some names that we're going to hear as, you know, this draft process continues on and as next season continues as well? Well, definitely uh, one of my one of my uh, homeboys at Adams State, uh, Nick Ricks. He's, 
he's a D lineman, but he was a linebacker first, but he's definitely a hybrid. But his aggression and his play style, like, is very good. And, like, being able to see him going at, from linebacker to D line, going up against him was, like, a big change factor where he needed to be at D line. So I'm like, yeah, he's definitely going to be a big factor for them next season. And definitely my, my O-line unit, who's, who's been banging with me for the rest of the season. Because what's crazy is when he came into the season with so many guys, but ended the season with six guys, six to seven guys, in going into the game. And it was like, it was like a moment where he's like, this is like very brotherhood. Like, like knowing that you only have six guys, no matter if you're hurt or not, you're going to keep banging because we're going to let the wheels fall off. Which was like, I've never experienced that in my life before. Where it's like, these guys are with me to the end. Like, we're going to bang no matter what. I mean, so you were, let me get this straight. You were a college offensive line unit going into games with only six guys available? Yes. Folks, I, I don't think we're truly grasping this because most colleges, you know, we have a lot of D3 and D schools, you know, D2 schools. And they may dress like 80 people and you may have like 10 to 12 linemen. Having six linemen means if you tear your ACL, you better rub some dirt in it. Cause we don't have anyone else. <laughs> no, that, no. What's crazy is uh, like one of the guys I can remember a lot is my center, Matagi DuPont. He's, he's from Hawaii. So the way his mentality is, is so crazy. Like, like he's the most shit talker you'll ever hear. But as soon as he get hurt, he just like he gets up, get out for a play, and then brings himself right back in. Just be like, "Hey, I'm ready to go. Let's y'all ready to go." And it's like Suicide Squad. We call ourselves Suicide Squad towards the last three games, and we were just going. So, did you ever have to play through? I mean, you know, obviously we all play banged up. You know, everybody's played through some <laughs> minor injuries. But do you ever do you have any stories where you're looking back like, "Holy cow, how did we play through that?" Yeah, it was definitely like <laughs> there was a week where all four starters had some sort of injury. Like it was, and that no, and that's included me, which was like it was like a bruised knee for me, and it was just like, yeah, I could get through it, but like I of course I had to do the rehab and prepare for the game. But it was so weird to see because it's important to have all your offensive linemen healthy, and then the way that we practice, we was trying to practice but at the same time we still came with that energy to bang like during the game because like it was like you cannot tell us that any team that went up against us was not gonna like feel feel it i mean at that point you almost just have to rely on your physicality because the athleticism i mean you know may not be as there when you're banged up and i want to ask you you know people don't understand the amount of moves that pass rushers have these days you know we see guys you know, straight speed rush. Now we see bull rushes, spin moves, swims where if you could pinpoint a move that you're like, you know, I know that with my base, my footwork, my hand technique, I can dominate your spin move. I can dominate your speed. Where do you feel that you as a blocker are able to neutralize those types of moves? It's, it would have to be my eyes because most people don't know that linemen's if they don't have good eyes or they looking at the wrong thing on the part of the D-line body, they're going to lose. 
And with me, like, I could tell, like, it just slows down for me. Like, because being on the island by myself, everything's quicker. So when I moved inside, when I move inside during practice, it gets so slow for me. Like, I can see everything and where my head placement needs to be and what their move could be and just anticipate it. Because it's for me, it's the eyes and then my feet is there. You know, and on this show, we love to give advice to high school athletes. You know, we that you know we end every episode with it. So I've got a couple questions in regards to giving advice to high school athletes that I want to ask you. And I want to start with giving advice to a high school offensive lineman. If you could talk to a high school O-lineman who's trying to take their game to where it's good enough to play in college, where would you tell them to, you know, start with their focus so that their game can be good enough to play in college? Well, I would tell them don't neglect your flexibility in your ankles and in your knees because that is the biggest key you need to play any position on the offensive line is your flexibility. And then one thing that goes along with that is your core strength. If, if you're not doing core in high school, it's going to affect you in college. And how would you tell a kid if you, I mean, because ankle flexibility is massive and a lot of people don't understand you know, what we mean by that, what, what are some drills that you have done to help strengthen yours to get you where you are today? Well, so like ankle flexibility was, I usually wrap a band around a sturdy surface and then put my band around my ankles and try to bend them like slowly just so it could go closer to the wall or if you're close to the wall, just so it gets as close as you can to the wall so you can feel it. And if you do that every morning along with, uh, Ankle mobility, where you have it, you have a small band around your ankle, and just do rotations. That goes a long way. You know, and it, follow up on the advice to high school kids. If you could talk to a kid who's going through the recruiting process now, and maybe, maybe the process isn't going the way they wanted to, they're not getting the offers they wanted, or things just aren't going the way they envisioned, what would you tell that kid about, you know, still what lies ahead of them and the opportunities they, that they still have? Well, I would tell them that don't don't give up because there'll be one school that will give you an opportunity, a chance. You just you just gotta be persistent, and show them that you're you're that guy. And then the interview, man. It why should one of these thirty-two NFL teams take a shot on Gene Marcellus? And that, they should take a shot on me because of my work ethic and what I'm willing to offer, especially as a utility guy or a versatility guy on their on their offensive line who they could spend so much on got a specifically one position where they can have me who plays all five so. gene it's been an absolute blast to have you on man thank you so much for coming on the show i can't wait to see you know how this draft process plays out for you and where you're playing next season man thank you so much for having me thank you yeah man for sure it's been an absolute blast Folks, that's Gene Marcellus, offensive lineman from Adams State, 2023 NFL draft prospect. But that's all we got for you guys this time. Like I always tell you guys, rate, subscribe, and review to the podcast. Until next time, we'll see you guys later. Have a good one.